In the last days, God says, I will pour out my spirit in all people. Your sons and daughters will prophesy. Your young men will see visions. Your old men will dream dreams. Even on my servants, both men and women, I will pour out my spirit in these days, and they will prophesy. So I'm going to invite Kath forward. Kath's going to be um, speaking this morning. I'm just going to pray for her really quickly, and then we're going to hand over to you, Kath. So Father, we thank you for Kath. We thank you for all that she is and all that she carries. And we just pray this morning that as she shares uh, your word, Lord, that she would um, encourage us and challenge us to think about what it looks like to live a life more worthy of the calling that you've placed upon us. And we just pray now, Holy Spirit, you come and fill her up. Give her boldness and courage to share your words. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Pete. Good morning, everybody. So, what I would love to talk about for a few minutes this morning is to look at what it means to be a prophetic church, a prophetic body of people. Now, last week we celebrated Pentecost, which was great fun. The church that was born on the day of Pentecost is a prophetic church. Prophecy is in our very DNA as a church. I will pour out my spirit on all people and they will prophesy. This outpouring of the Holy Spirit at Pentecost means we all have unlimited access to the heart of the Father so that we can all walk in deep friendship and fellowship with him. And the spirit of truth and revelation is given without measure. Pentecost reminds us that the prophetic is part of our very identity as a church. So, I want to explore what that actually might mean for us as a church, as a body of Christ here in Sheffield. And the implications for that on the streets where we live, in our workplaces, in our communities and in our neighbourhoods. It's important to make the point that when I use the word prophetic, I'm not simply talking about the gift of prophecy, as valuable as the gift is. Now, we are a church that loves prophetic ministry, that loves prophetic gifts. In fact, as I travel around the world and work with lots of different churches, I would say that we have something here that few churches have. We have a real love of the gift of prophecy, don't we? We, we have an environment, a culture, which really encourages everybody to step out in the prophetic gifts. We have a normalization of the gift of prophecy. We teach our kids how to use it. So we, we have a very, very strong engagement with the gift of prophecy, which is wonderful. But what we're looking at today is more than that. A prophetic church is more than just a place where there's lots of prophecy happening. I want to take a step back and get a holistic, multifaceted understanding of the prophetic church. And a good starting point is Ephesians. Paul's letter to the church about the church. 
And as I'm sure we all know, in Ephesians chapter 4, Paul writes about these five roles, these five people gifts that Jesus has given to his church. Jesus has given apostles to the church, he's given prophets to the church, he's given evangelists to the church, he's given pastors to the church, and he's given teachers to the church. And these five people gifts, these five roles, are for everyone, and they're given so that the body of Christ may become mature, as Paul writes, to equip his people for works of service so that the body of Christ may be built up until we all reach unity in the faith and in the knowledge of the Son of God and become mature, attaining to the whole measure of the fullness of Christ. Now, we've been exploring fivefold ministry here for years. It's become part of our culture. And we know, don't we, that we need all five roles to be flourishing, to be thriving. The beautiful thing about the fivefold ministry is that together, these five roles, these five ministries represent the ministry of Christ. Each one reflects a key element of Jesus's ministry. In fact, Jesus is the perfect expression of all five. As all five roles and ministries are released to flourish, that's when we get a truly Jesus-shaped church. Because Jesus was the perfect apostle, the perfect prophet, the perfect evangelist, etc. And in giving these five roles to the church, Jesus is giving us his very ministry, his perfect multifaceted ministry so that we get to be Jesus in the world. Now, it's really important that when we think about the fivefold ministry, that we don't just think about individual calling. Now, to have a healthy engagement with fivefold, that is partly about individuals. It's, it's a partly about helping everybody work out their own particular call, their own particular ministry, how you are wired, who God has made you to be, so that we can all fulfill God's call on our lives. That's part of it. But it's also about understanding the fivefold in terms of the implicit function of the church because the body itself is called to be apostolic it's called to be prophetic it's called to be evangelistic and teaching and shepherding it's about having a collective consciousness and identity so it's not simply that say we identify a little bunch of apostles and think, well, we must be apostolic because we've got three or four apostles over there. It's much more that we recognize that we ourselves as a church are called to be an apostolic body. We don't just find a bunch of prophets and say, that's great, we're prophetic. No, we we recognize that we as a whole body are called to be prophetic. So what does it mean for us to be a prophetic church? To get a full picture 
of what it means to be a prophetic body. We can look throughout the whole of Scripture at the prophetic function. We can study the ministry of many different prophets in the Bible. We can unpack how Scripture talks about the essence of the prophetic function. But the best thing we can do is actually to look at Jesus because Jesus was the perfect prophet. He was the ultimate prophet. Jesus gives us the best definition of prophetic. If I want to be a prophetic person and if I want my church to be a prophetic church, we look at Jesus. In fact, the key metric for any ministry is, does it look like Jesus? The church is defined by Jesus. It's Jesus who shows us who we are and what we're called to do. All authentic Christian ministry is based on him. Our only role is to be exactly like Jesus because he wants a Jesus-shaped church. So that's just what I want to look at for a few minutes. If we could have the, the next slide, please. Wonderful. Thank you. What we see as we look at the whole of the prophetic tradition of the Old Testament, all the different strands, that it's taken, it's magnified and concentrated in one person, in Jesus. When we look at Jesus' life and ministry, we see that he is uncompromisingly prophetic in a whole host of ways. He is the revelation of the Father. He perfectly shows us what God is like. He radiates the brilliance of God. That's pretty prophetic, isn't it? He is the word of God in flesh. He's the one in whom all truth abides. He is the mediator of the new covenant between God and people. And in this way, we can really see how he's following in the tradition of the Old Testament prophets who were guardians of the original covenant. Jesus is the mediator of the new covenant. He's primarily concerned with, with people's relationship with God and their faithfulness to that covenantal relationship. So he calls people to return to God and live righteously. He only does what he sees the Father doing. That's the basis of his whole ministry. He says in John 5, 19, I only do what I see my Father do. He prioritizes prayer and worship. He confronts evil, he casts out the demonic and breaks the power of sin. He speaks prophetically of the future. He discerns the hearts and minds of people. Wherever he went, he knew what people were thinking. He knew stuff. He exposes ungodly religion. He speaks truth to power, both religious and secular, confronting the hypocrisy evident in both institutions. He challenges injustice and unrighteousness. He demonstrates solidarity with marginalized people to a remarkable degree. And he challenges the status quo. Now, it's quite a list, isn't it? But in that, we see the holistic, multifaceted degree to which Jesus is our perfect, our ultimate prophet. 
So what does this mean for us as a church? Jesus is the perfect expression of the prophet and he thus gives us a blueprint for a mature, holistic, multifaceted way of being the prophetic church. We need to be prophetic in the way that Jesus was prophetic, not just as individuals, but as a body with a collective prophetic consciousness. Do we here at Philly, reflect all these different elements of Jesus, the perfect prophet. To help us dig a bit deeper, when, when I try and encapsulate what the, prophet, what the prophetic is all about, for me, the very essence of prophetic ministry is it's somehow it's about holding out God's reality so that it can be clearly seen And so that transformation can happen. Holding out God's reality. Revealing God's reality. Revealing God's heart. Revealing God's kingdom. And then calling for change. And that's what we see in Jesus. Jesus goes before us and demonstrates to us how to do this. And on a practical level, it's really helpful to think about two dimensions to all of this. So if we could have the final slide, thank you. To be prophetic, there's first of all a vertical dimension. And this is all about maintaining constant attentiveness to God. We're a God-focused people. We absolutely prioritize God's presence. And I just, you know, I love the worship just before and and that sense of really coming into God's presence yeah so a prophetic church it's a place where we absolutely prioritize that we constantly pursue a deeper and deeper connection with the heart of God we pursue deeper relationship with him we're captivated by his eyes it's about having authentic passionate worship and prayer It's also about personal holiness because as we pursue God's presence, we cannot help but come face to face with his holiness. And the vertical dimension is about us recognizing that we ourselves have to change. As we come into God's presence, we cannot do anything than recognize we have to change. So that's the vertical dimension. But there's also a horizontal dimension to be in a prophetic church. And this is all about being concerned, being attentive to God's concerns in the world around us. It's about our relationship with the world. It's about social justice, how we respond to the call to loose the chains of injustice. It's about advocacy for the poor and disadvantaged. It's about being prepared to challenge the status quo bringing an alternative consciousness to the existing order of things. It's about challenging societal norms, speaking truth to power. It's about being prepared to be countercultural and radical. It's about engaging with holy discontent, where we look at the world through God's eyes and actually lament the brokenness with him. 
It's about social holiness. And if the vertical is about we have to change, the horizontal is about things have to change. And actually, we become the agents of transformation. So sometimes God's reality is held out so that we ourselves can be personally transformed. Sometimes God's reality is held out in order to bring profound change to society, to the world around us. As a prophetic people, we stand between heaven and earth. On the one hand, focused on the glory, the nature, and the values of God, and at the same time, sensitive to every part of the world around us that does not reflect the values and the heart of God and his kingdom. Now, we see, we very much see both of these dimensions in Jesus. He perfectly models for us both the vertical and the horizontal. And maturity is about having a really, really good balance between both. We cannot all be simply just about the vertical, but we cannot just be a church focused on social action without pursuing the presence of God. So we need both. We are called to be a prophetic body. And as I said earlier on, that's so much more than just having lots and lots of prophecies and doing lots of prophetic ministry, as wonderful and as precious as that is. We are called to be a prophetic church, pursuing his presence and then seeking to change the world around us and make things better. And I just want to consider what that might practically mean for some of us in the workplace, in our neighborhoods, in our places of influence in this city. And this is regardless of what your own personal fivefold calling is. What does it look like to be part of a prophetic church out in the world? What does it look like for people from this church as we embrace this calling to be a prophetic body to go out into the workplace, to go to our neighborhoods in the manner and model of Jesus? Because I think for some of us, for lots of us, there is a call to be standing up for truth and righteousness. Wherever God has placed us, he's put us there because he wants us to make a stand for truth and righteousness. For some of us, there is a call on our lives to really challenge the status quo. To say the status quo, it's not good enough. It doesn't reflect the values of God's kingdom. There's a call to be, to be advocates for the transformation of society, for the transformation of this city. For some of us, there's a call on our lives to speak truth to power. For some of us, there's a call to be standing with the poor and oppressed and to champion social justice. As I say, regardless of what our own fivefold calling is, I think some of us are going to be stepping into that place as we seek to call a city back to God as we seek to usher in God's kingdom, as we seek to make Sheffield a just, 
righteous place for all her citizens. Some of us are going to be called to occupy that prophetic place. And it's not always an easy space to be in, is it? Particularly if you're not a fivefold prophet. But as a prophetic church, we need to come alongside those of us who, even if it's just for a season, are being used by God to bring his desired realignments to transform our society. Perhaps that's the education system. Perhaps God's placed you within the education system to bring change. Perhaps it's the health service. He's placed you within the health service to change things. Perhaps it's our political system. Because this is about all of us being a prophetic body in Sheffield. There are powers and principalities in this city that that are intent on maintaining the status quo. There are powers and principalities in this city that are intent on maintaining a culture of injustice and unrighteousness, that are intent on oppressing and marginalizing the poor and vulnerable. But the prophetic people of God can come and challenge those powers and principalities. The prophetic people of God can hold out the light of God's reality in some really dark places. We can confront these strongholds. We can make war against these powers and principalities. We can't do that as individuals, but we can do it as a body. We are a prophetic church. And what I'd love to do is pray for anybody who's here this morning who just knows that no matter where God has placed them, it is about making things better. That God has placed you in the workplace, in your neighborhood, because he wants you to be an agent of transformation. So if you feel any connection with that, as you think about your workplace, as you think about your neighborhood, your place of influence, could I get you to stand? Because I'd just love, as a church, to pray for you guys, to honor you guys, to recognize that it's not an easy place to be. Could I get you to stand up so that we can pray? Thank you. Wonderful. And just before we pray... These are heroes. (laughs) These are heroes. I just want to read some verses. This is for all of us, but particularly I want to read these verses over these guys standing up today. If you do away with the yoke of oppression, with the pointing finger and malicious talk, and if you spend yourselves on behalf of the hungry and satisfy the needs of the oppressed then your light will rise in the darkness and your night will become like the noonday. 
The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and will strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. Your people will rebuild the ancient ruins and will raise up the age-old foundations. You will be called repairer of broken walls, restorer of streets with dwelling. So I'm just going to pray a blessing over you guys. And then I'd just love it if people around them could just come and lay hands on them and just speak God's uh, strength and anointing and light over them. So, Lord, thank you for these people that you have raised up and you have placed in our city, the city that we love, because you want them to be agents of transformation. Lord, would you come right now and fill them afresh with your spirit? Lord, we honor them and we bless them in your name, Jesus. Okay, so can we just gather around quickly? Lay hands on them, pray for them.